Hello and welcome to FTP for Triathlon People, episode 24. I'm Morgan. I'm Cameron. Welcome back to the Gobo. We're still here. Yeah, we're still coming to you live from our bedroom. <laughs> I miss Madden Page so much. I know. And Oaks. We would be giving people an update on where our best friend Oakley is and what he's up to. What do you think he's doing? It's 10 p.m. here on Sunday. His he's bedtime's asleep. like 6.30. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely asleep. I wonder when things are going to change. Like when we'll be able to actually see our friends again? Yeah. Well, we did, so I guess an update on where what we've been up to. This week has been very easy for me. Don't know where it came from. I didn't even ask any questions of Nick. I just had like one workout a day, and they were always like, one hour... Just like enjoying being on the bike. 30 minutes, easy run. So that was really nice. But yesterday, Saturday, we took a ride out to one of our fave coffee shops, Ozo Coffee in Longmont. And that was like our first brush with society in a really long time, right? Yours. I mean, yours too. You've been going just to work and then home. I mean, that's all I ever really do. Yeah, but we always go out to, like, cafes and stuff on the weekends. Yeah. And we haven't. Yeah, it still didn't, I don't know. It was didn't fine. do it for you? You no. still felt locked down? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, nothing's, the only thing I'm really looking forward to reopening is the pools. Yeah. Otherwise, this has been, like, basically the exact same as, if nothing <laughs> has changed, really. But that's only because you're still Other than, like, work. added stress and germophobia and ungrateful patients and employers but but let's not get into that we're here to talk about positive things um actually speaking of pools reopening have you noticed that like your shoulders and your chest have been tightening up a lot no really really oh my gosh i feel like my like my my upper back and then my chest and my like like pulling on my clavicles Clavicles or clavicle? First, you have two. But do we call it like your collarbones or your collarbone? I mean, if you're referring to both of them. You say bones, plural? Yeah, I guess. Interesting. So bone is not like moose where it's all... No. Bone is also the plural of bone. Yes. All right, anyway. So I've noticed that my my upper body has been tightening up a lot more. I've been stretching and rolling a ton Last night, I think I finally hit the spot. Nice. I don't know where you're going with that. Where are I you was just about? trying to, like, have a talk about how this is affecting our physiology. Uh, but I don't know. whatever. <laughs> I also feel like I'm tenser because swimming is so meditative sometimes. Yeah. You know, just, like, being in the water and, like, the silence of it. Yeah. For sure. The breathing. Um... Anyways, you want to get going? Well, yeah. Something else I was thinking about when you just said pools is that we had a pool open here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so pools, I guess, have been opening around the country. Like, I saw Lauren Brandon in, what was that, Park City or something? And Florida, I think. I mean, I think Florida's basically been open this whole time. (laughs) But I know in Utah... At least in, like, Park City, they reopened the pool, and she was swimming. 
But here, it's all still been... Very been closed. closed. And then, like, what, like, just this last week, there was, a, like, a local pool here, and there was a bunch of pros who posted pictures of them swimming in it. And, like, then we called them. It's also, like, right down the street from us. Yeah, it's very close. <laughs> but, like, we called them, and they're like, yeah, it goes for, what, like, $20 a lane for an hour and 20 minutes? Yeah, so they didn't have anything posted on their regular website, but I called their number because I was like, hi, people are reserving lanes. Like, is that open to the public to reserve? And I just got their voicemail because they have, like, super weird hours. She called me back, and she was like, yeah, absolutely, like, feel free to go to whatever website, like a different website. She's like, you can check availability there. So I went on and the only time that was available was 9.15 that morning for an hour. But yeah, the going rate was $20 for a lane that you share with maximum one other person who has to be from your household. So if you're like a single individual or like you're the only one who wants to swim in your household, you would have to pay 20 bucks for just yourself. And I think you could only be the one in the lane. Like no one else is allowed. Right. Um, and they also had this thing where they were like, coming soon, pro hours or something. And it was like, if you have an active membership with USA Swimming or USA Triathlon or whatever, a couple of other right. um, membership things, they were like, you like are eligible for some special thing where it's like faster lanes I don't know it was very strange but that didn't end up materializing <laughs> because they were shut down for like being today, open right I think it might have been yesterday but yeah like just this weekend and um for being open for being open which like I get because those are the rules right now are like no pools no gyms right. even if they're like effectively private property you can't have just random people from the community coming in right um rudy posted about it right von berg uh yeah and he was like this is a real bummer because i thought this was a really safe situation well what i mean it basically was right because you don't think it can survive in chlorine i mean what we really need to do is enforce mandatory swim hours for everyone in the world is what you're telling me no it's just no, that wouldn't help. But really? It's just like, I don't know. I just think it's silly. If you open up everything else with like safe social distancing, I don't know why a pool can't be open. Well, or a gym can't be open. Or, I mean, like, even if you did a gym and it's like, okay, the same thing as a pool, you have a maximum of five people in, mm -hmm. and then they clean it, and you have to pay $20 for that hour or something. It's like, okay, I'm sure people would still pay that. But. Well, Jan did that. He had he was the only one allowed in the gym. They were like opening it, I think, only for pro athletes, and so he had to pay like X amount of dollars to go in, and he had like an hour just with the gym to himself, and then they cleaned everything. Which seems like a lot of work. Yeah. But I guess if Jan Ferdino is your clientele, again, you do what you can. Yeah, my friends and I had a very long conversation about. What would solve this entire problem? Very and... long. Let me just give context to that. They started this Zoom call at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time and ended it, what time? 11? Yeah, but that wasn't even that long. The Our other one, one went 6.30 like, to 2. Two weeks ago was like <laughs> 6.30 till 2 a.m. Anyways, basically our conclusion was that if you just increase testing, then everything is solved. Mm -hmm. And tracing, it's like... Some well, I don't countries, know if that was ever concluded. It was just I mean, you and one other person. I mean, that's bit. 
No, that is, but they're arguing about how do we get this accomplished and who's going to pay for it. Yeah, that was, that's where I mean, everybody agrees the that up. the the solution is testing. Like, and if you can like expedite the results and everything, like I don't know how the White House is doing it, but they're testing everybody every day, and it's like okay, that's really great. That's because all of the United States tests are sitting. Somewhere in the White House. Like in the FN Oval Office or something. There must be just be UPS boxes in there. Well, the thing is, I mean, I don't, literally, I haven't, I have no actual knowledge of this, but um, Governor Polis of Colorado mentioned weeks ago that he had been stockpiling testing kits because he was afraid that the, the Trump administration wasn't going to allow him to... I, just, like, I don't really understand the politics. It's really part, interesting how the places like South Korea are testing well. Yeah, but I'm also just talking like how are these politicians, like, being like testing themselves every single day when people are actually symptomatic, can't get access to tests, or people who are symptomatic and work in medical offices can't <laughs> get tested. You know, crazy. Anyways, how did we get on this topic? Just the pools and the gyms being closed? Yeah, because we were talking about how you think that the pool should be allowed to stay open if they're practicing safe social distancing and cleaning. Or or just testing, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, and like all the pools around here too, there's like no timeline. Like we've not heard anything. They've stopped charging us, which is really nice. I know people who are with the Y have been continued to be charged. Really? Uh-huh. They had to literally go in and like opt out of their membership fee. Jeez, that's yeah. terrible. I know. <sighs> so thanks to the Boulder Rec Centers for not charging us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the same topic, I read an interesting article this last week from Triathlete. I never re- I never have read Triathlete magazine's articles. I think they're great. But they're like really actually very good and so timely yeah put out like a pretty good like several good articles every single day and they're based in boulder right with pocket media pocket outdoor media right yeah i think so you know better than i do sorry um it was just basically saying like how since this whole pandemic has happened that like basically everybody has invested heavily in like at home fitness so like whether that be like weight sets and treadmills or like indoor bike trainers or like a peloton system or what other things like ergs and stuff just like anything like at home fitness i guess people have really heavily invested in it and i guess they did like this survey and it was basically like 50 50 saying 50 percent of the respondents would actually go back to the gym and 50% said they will never return to a gym like ever period okay what crazy. about you will you go back to the gym I mean yeah because we don't have we can't afford an at-home system yet because we don't yeah we're budget triathletes so we don't have an at-home <laughs> squat rack in a, a 25 yard pool if anyone wants to buy a like triathlete heaven house with us just in the mountains of boulder and like go in on an at-home gym setup 25 meter pool we will do it. We'll find a way. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was crazy. And I guess, like, a bunch of people, I guess, sort of similar to, like, what the why situation you're just talking about. Like, a lot of people have canceled their memberships. 
like I guess we haven't really canceled it because it's just been like put on like hold yeah um part of the survey too I guess a lot of people are considering canceling their memberships as well like in the future but I guess like this is especially pertinent to triathletes because the majority of triathletes despite being very wealthy they can't afford a lap pool at their house so they're sort of like tied to their their local pool which is i think the majority why people have gym memberships um that's really interesting i um this may be the moment i've been waiting for though like empty gyms yeah i'm just thinking i literally when you said that i just thought about like the weight room at our rec center and, like, we won't have a treadmill when we move to our new apartment. Right. And now, like, we don't have to worry about long lines at the treadmills. Yeah, I hope not. It'll be interesting. I um, just am wondering when. Like, I know everyone is and we can't, like, you have absolutely, we don't have any guesses. I know. But, like, there are still races on the schedule for September. I think there's, I mean, like. Still something in June. There's some still in like June and July. Which Pages X Terra hasn't been canceled yet. Really? Uh huh. That's mid July. So, <laughs> like, um, my mom just texted us about seventy point three Muncie. Uh huh. And that hasn't been canceled yet. And let's see, when is that? It looks like it's in the beginning of July. So yeah, that hasn't been canceled yet. And yet you, I mean, this is another thing I was going to talk about, but like. I guess we can talk about it now. So, 70.3 Worlds, a lot of you probably saw on our Instagram and all of our triathlon news news everywhere. So, 70.3 Worlds was postponed indefinitely, and there's no news about that. And then Ironman World Championships in Kona was postponed to February 6th of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like my reaction was, how are they going to host like anything before that i mean that's like been my whole complaint this whole time has been like okay so let's just take the tokyo olympics and it's like okay that's a huge international race i'm granted but like i just feel like if there's anything before when that event was set for an athletic event then it will get canceled like it should have been canceled yeah i agree with you i feel like they should have followed like like, you know how a lot of offices in, like, Washington, D.C. go by the government, whether they close their offices based on snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So I feel like the Olympics being canceled, it should have been the same, like, trickle down. Like, oh, yes, all of these local events, all these state events need to close down until, like... Further notice. Until further notice, yeah. And I think it's wild to me that even Iron Man is doing this, like, piecemeal, everyone, every race for themselves kind of thing where it's like just go by state guidelines go by your local guidelines like iron man is not going to make the decision for everyone you know like i think 70.3 worlds was canceled because new zealand has has like put a block on any travel in until december or something but they're one of the few countries that now has opened their pools back up and like seem to be doing relatively okay and it's probably because they took such a drastic action in the beginning and they're still like holding themselves to not allowing anybody in right i i agree with you but and then i'm not sure why kona was canceled i know we've talked about hawaii having really strict restrictions 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I Could think just I think just him? that that like announcement of Kona was postponed to a set date and New Zealand was postponed to an indefinite date basically describes the difference between the United States and the rest of the world and that yeah. like the United States has been handling like again handling it so poorly but like I don't know why anybody is postponing something and then setting a date like as acting as though it's going to happen at that next postponed date like puerto rico we love puerto rico but they were like it's not going to be in march it'll be in september and we're yeah. like what <laughs> or even like a bunch of college graduations they're like it's not going to happen in may but we're definitely going to have an in-person graduation in june and yeah. it's like okay well now you've realized that that's not going to happen either so everybody i think i don't know why people are just saying it's going to be postponed we'll keep you posted and just be really vague about it and just be like when we know more, we'll let you know, but, like, currently nothing is going to happen in the foreseeable future. And I don't know why any of these races are rescheduling for July, August, September. Like, a lot of people are assuming that things are going to happen in September, which I hope they will. I mean... My birthday's in September, so very selfishly, we better be able to go get some coffee. Yeah, I mean, we won't be down. We won't be able to race. I mean, I, we don't want to race for this, the rest of this year because this feels like a waste of money. But like, well, mm, it does. I would love to race. I would love it because, like, I miss the jitters. Yeah. I miss like race day. Vibes. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like there's anything to like work for. Right. I mean, like, we haven't been in a pool. Listen, so. pretty soon here, we're gonna need to qualify for. 70.3 worlds 2021 yeah but th- 2021 period b period yeah so that, that's the other thing is like how is this world championships qualifying system going to work because then i'm like okay so let's just assume that the first races are going to happen in september and the, all those races are going to qualify for kona. kona and new zealand hopefully early 2021 but then it's like okay when does that period end and this next period begin because that period typically already qualifies for the following year. Yep. So then you're losing, you're like... Typically it's August, I think, right? That it starts? It's like, I mean, Worlds is like end of June, early July. Yeah. 70.3 Worlds. And then Kona is typically, I think it's typically September. Okay. I think it's typically September because when Amanda did... Maryland. Maryland. That was one of the first ones right. for the next year. And that's the same weekend as like Louisville. Mm-hmm. That's typically like the first one. But yeah, it's like, okay, so then. That's a uh, really good call because I thought like if we did a race in November, it would qualify us for like for St. No, George. But it might qualify us again for, <gasps> for New, New Zealand, Zealand, which is not what we want. So like, are they going to have like pick which worlds you want to go to or. Like, well, did we mention what happened when Des Moines was canceled on the podcast yet? How we got to choose which race we wanted? No. So that, I think, might... When you said that just now, it spurred that memory. That, like, when, when Des Moines was canceled, we got an email that was like, sorry it was canceled, um, but you'll have a menu of races to choose from to defer to. And those there races... Was a ton. There, was there like, were, like, eight or nine. like, eight options. Oceanside was one of them, which is, like, crazy. sold out, it was sold I think. out, but, like... It was everything, I don't even remember which races it was, but it was everything from, like, beginning of September all the way until, like, end of November. Mm-hmm. Um, you could choose any of those, or you could defer, and obviously we're going to defer 
the just the Des Moines in 2021. But like, pro tip for other people who have been canceled in that manner, you have to re-register once registration opens for that next year's race. So like, you have to at least for this how the, the Des Moines one worked for Iron Man. We like obviously got sent the link to choose which option we wanted. And then you, we chose it. We chose the defer to 2021. We signed all of our waivers. We and signed everything. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so your, what did they even say? Your spot to defer has been like held basically. I think it was like your registration is confirmed. No, no, no you're not your registration. Because oh. you're not registered for the race. You are just like, a slot has been saved for you. For like Cameron Hackett. But you are not registered for the race yet, which I was like, why wouldn't they just re-register <laughs> us? I guess they like want to wait until the registration opens for 2021 because then I guess they're going to send us another link to actually register for the event rather than to defer to the event. It Whatever. seems like more work on their part, if I'm being and honest. What I thought was this is like another genius ploy sort of like how like an application to um, like schools work where it's just like a lot of checked boxes and the more boxes you create the more people will not fill out all the checked boxes and still pay you money but just like you don't have to do the work you just find the empty box and just throw the application away but still get their money sort of something like that with like races where it's like not everybody's going to do all the steps to register so then iron man's just going to keep the money and they're not going to actually have to have people race we hate iron man huh we don't hate it we just just, like don't hold them to a very high it's just again at least i camera hackett part of ftp triathlon believe that the pto should take over iron man and buy them out because i think they have like the best interests rather than just sheer capitalism down I, in Florida. On the other hand, think that the competition of challenge in Ironman and PTO is very important to like because we can't just have one entity, i.e. PTO, and then have all these like little yeah, local but there's not really, races. I mean, yeah, but like there's like Iron Man and yeah. then there's like I would say Iron Man is like top tier and then challenge is like a tier down and then like Xterra is like a tertiary tier down. But like not even but that I'm talking like even just just long distance racing. Yeah. You've got Ironman, then a tier down is Challenge, I would say, except for Challenge Roth, which is probably like one of the better ones. And then like anything else is just local races, which is like I don't know. I mean, I would say it's like very down. Like they yeah. just don't have the money and like the volunteers and the sheer press of Iron Man and everything. Iron Man just has, like, the name recognition. It's, like, they, like, own the market of triathlon, basically. Well, I think that's a really good point because people recognize the distance as, like, the Iron Man distance. Yeah. You know, people are like, do you... Wait, what kind of triathlons do you do? Do you do Iron Mans or do you do, like, sprints? You know? And it's not, like, an Iron Man. Within Iron Man, of course, there's full, half, whatever... Yeah. But just, I think you're, I'm agreeing with you that I think, like, there is the name recognition there, and then there's the association of Iron Man with all triathlon. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea how we got here. I don't know either. I, basically, 
I think, in conclusion, people need to just postpone indefinitely and give us more details when it happens. I mean, granted, for the World Championships, they needed to make the announcement, but, like, they still could have just said, we're postponing until whenever, because I'm sure some people who already were registered for Kona went online and booked another flight for February 6th and a big old Airbnb for that weekend, and it's like, okay... It's just, just more and more work, and we don't even know if that's going to go forward. And it's like, ugh. Crazy. I do commend them on their timing, though. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. They could have waited until we were there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up. So, I guess a quick little Cam's Corner. Um. Nobody wants Cam's Corner to be quick, ever. I know, but like... It's whatever. <laughs> I've noticed that in our camp's corner and stuff. Like, obviously, I typically and like we typically pay attention to like brands we follow and know and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like very biased. Okay, we'll start looking at stuff. No, that we I don't know, like. but like, not necessarily that I don't like. I just like I don't spend eight hours a day browsing the <laughs> cycling forums for the latest tech and stuff. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's something we'll add to our list. When this becomes a full-time job. When this becomes a full-time job. <laughs> we'll be able to do that. I'll be able to provide more Camps Corner. That's the incentive <laughs> for all you sponsors out there. All right, Andrew Canavo. <laughs> you're the one that wanted an all-day Camps Corner. <laughs> you have to personally sponsor. Bidding will start at $20,000. <laughs> Wait, but before we get into Camps Corner, the ultimate Camps Corner... What? Has materialized. No, not yet. What? I don't want to talk about that yet. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, now you have to listen until Cam actually wants to talk about it. Well, anyways, so SRAM released um, a new cassette sizing. It's 1036, and then new chain ring sizing 4330 in their Force Axis group set. Um, Which we all know is not my favorite thing in the world. Well, you have the Red Axis. This is a step down from Morgan's group set. Yeah, and I'm about to buy it because it's cheaper. But Maybe anyway, cheaper stuff, man. This Jeez. is definitely, I think, geared more towards gravel, gravel, yeah. and like endurance sort riding, and like. Can you explain what that means? Because I don't know, and I'm betting that a lot of. So a ten thirty six cassette. So a, the ten number is the smallest cog on the chain ring, aka like the biggest and the fastest gear. On the cassette. On the cassette, right. Okay. And then the 36 is your lightest gear, and that's, like, the one closest to your hub on your wheel. Okay. And that's typically used for, like, climbing or when you're going really slow. And that, those numbers mean the teeth on the cog. So is that, um, what's mine right now? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yours it, might be, like, a t- 10... 32 maybe 10 30 okay so know. this is basically saying you'll have like an even lighter gear than what you normally yeah, do okay yeah. okay so i guess that does make sense for gravel then right yeah and then the, the 43 30 so the 43 represents the big chain ring on the front um and that's like your outer chain ring and the 30 represents the inner chain ring like your lighter and that's like again that represents the teeth on the cog okay and is that, like, a huge change as well from what they have out already? Do you know? Um, it's just a light. It's just a lower number. So, like, 
it's more catered towards gravel type riding where like you're not going as fast as you would on the road because mm-hmm. like for example on yours i don't know what you have but like it's typically like a 48 something or a 50 something okay on the new group set the interesting speed. so that is a big change then yeah anyways everyone's going to gravel someone posted the other day too and they were like if anyone's still riding rim brakes, I have two boxes free. And I was like, what do you mean if anyone's... We're all still riding rim brakes. Yeah, that's crazy. The minority of people have switched to disc. And we're not even sure that it's, it's just better. The, it's just that the market has switched to disc. Yeah. Which is crazy because like not even all the teams of the Pro Peloton have switched to disc brakes. Right. <sighs> Anyways, Fascinating. I guess a lot of research... I don't know the official numbers, but a lot of tests have shown that like the difference in rim and disc brakes aerodynamically is like negligible so like I, the, obviously the stopping power of disc brakes is a lot like way better than rim brakes mm-hmm. so i guess there wouldn't be any drawback from getting them other than converting everything and like buying the bikes and buying all the wheels because like obviously our bikes the Trek B concept, they haven't made a disc brake one yet. And like and the brakes are like fully integrated. There's yeah. no switching it. Yeah, and like all the wheels that we have and our race wheels that are super expensive are also all rim brake. So luckily Zip does have like a program to like switch it out wheels, like up like an upgrade program something so you can get wheels off if you trade it in. But like Zip is so cheap. great. Still not cheap. So that was it. That was Camp's Corner? Um, No, I also wanted to, like, have we ever talked about gravel riding on the podcast? I've only, like, very surreptitiously complained about them tearing up my running trails. Yeah, this podcast is not... We are not pro-gravel. We are pro-buy a mountain bike and ride gravel roads if you want to. I I know, it's just like, I, I don't get it. It doesn't it's... look comfortable. It looks like as if I were riding my normal like road bike and just like dealing with all sorts of rocks and bumps that I already don't like on the road. But like, seeking that out when I could just get a mountain bike and basically go the same speed if not faster and be more comfortable on it. Yeah, and I, but I do, I think, what? And also with a mountain bike, you can also go on like real actual trails or with a gravel bike if you went on a real trail with jumps you like literally might die your (laughs) bike might break but i think though what the first piece you said that it's like you're on your road bike but on gravel i think that's the that's the draw that's what i've heard i mean i think people think they look really cool they are lighter than a mountain bike we know Eh, that not necessarily really depends how expensive your mountain bike is or if okay so they're lighter or... than a full suspension mountain bike typically typically your average gravel bike is lighter than your average mountain bike would you agree uh, oh my gosh maybe <laughs> okay so we're just gonna say that they're generally pretty light but but like speed tests like if you look on like gcn yeah global cycling network which is like the Every cyclist knows about them on YouTube. They're like the first thing you, that pops up if you search cycling on YouTube. But they've done have done a bunch of tests of like what's faster, a mountain bike or a gravel bike on all sorts of these tests and like same watts and whatever. And like 
they're like basically the same going uphill and then downhill obviously the mountain bike like kicks the gravel bike's butt okay (sighs) i'm really just trying to play devil's advocate here i hate gravel cyclists i hate gravel no i don't hate the cyclists i hate their presence when it's I'm just running. like their community, like so, their community uh, has now switched to like at least around here in Boulder, it's like just switched to, like, no longer any walkers or runners on the trails designed for running and walking. walking. Now it like they there are gravel cycling trails everywhere that like we also have so many gravel and dirt roads. Yeah, but like that, that even like aren't designed. There like there's also there's like specific trails here that are like more catered towards running and walking mm-hmm. there's obviously trails that i've never seen a runner ever run on and it's just cyclists right but like for some reason the gravel cyclists don't go on those trails they go on the ones that all the runners go on because the ones that the runners are on are more scenic and they need to take pics for the gram in their rafa gear it's just so weird because then like again what you said there's so many dirt roads out here that like <laughs> I, I don't know you'd think You'd think, but I have no, I like truly have no idea why they choose the trails they do, but I will say I have never been waved at by a gravel cyclist and I wave at every single person that passes me. Never once, not even a nod. And you all know my qualms with cycling waves, (laughs) but not even a nod, not even like a couple of fingers up off the handle. No waves. I'm like almost always run off the trail by them. So Cam and I will be running and we'll have to go single file and they'll stay two by two, which is so annoying. Yeah. Um, I've gotten cut off by a lot this of them. This is like on the trail. This isn't even on like a dirt road. This yeah. Is like this is on the on, running, walking like the trail running, walking, walking designated trail. It's so strange. It's wild. And then also something that's like actually not just annoying, but like a true safety issue. I have never gotten an on your left when they're passing me or like a bell nothing also like like go very fast which uh, is true but like they seem to have like no regard for humanity on some of these trails as they zip by and like you try and wave at them and they don't wave back and it's like it's like okay it's like dude why are you doing like a all-out 100 percent ftp interval on like this skinny little walking trail where like people's dogs are running off leash like the rest of everyone's just trying to enjoy themselves it's so strange why can't we all just like take care of each other it is wild anyways now you guys all know how we feel about gravel one of our favorite cyclists in the world my coworker tom wants to get a gravel bike and i've been trying to counsel him away from it very gently (laughs) So basically, in conclusion, when the budget triathletes don't aren't necessarily budget triathletes, we'll probably just get mountain bikes <laughs> unless we have such an obscene amount of money that we have to cater to just riding on such a specific type of road. Ugh. And we'll never wear Rafa. Oh my gosh. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so I guess next topic of Cam's Corner. I guess we'll call it Cam's Corner. But I came home this last week. And Morgan was like all giddy, and I didn't. <laughs> Which know isn't why. abnormal. I feel like I'm always really excited when you come home. Okay, yeah, you're right. And um, anyways, she was like, but I was especially excited. Yes, and there was like, <laughs> I was doing the tippy tappy. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> what is going on? And you're like, come on, come on! And like, there's this big orange package on the dining room table. Dining room. We have one table. <laughs> It's not dining room. What is it? I would just say our kitchen table. It's the table. Cl- we have no dining room. 
the only table we own. <laughs> we don't even own a couch. But anyways, so the table. Um, and I obviously I open it and it's from my... He asked if it was a puppy. He said, well, what's in this? And I said, oh, you're going to have to wait and see. And he was like, is it a dog? And I was like, Cam, what? Well, I didn't know if it's like t- untimely arrival. Like, uh, I think you mentioned something that it, you've been waiting for a long time. And I was like, oh, God. Is this dog dead in there? What's happening? Cam. Anyways. Oh, my gosh. Um, It was a card from my best friends in the world. <laughs> uh, James, Billy, Nick, and Tom. And my friends from Bucknell. And they like, basically the card was like. It was so cute. You could tell that when Nick was writing it, he was like giggling the whole time. (laughs) But like, it was basically like yada yada. I know you've been wanting these for a long time. Hopefully they're true to size. I guess they're true to size to my Sauconies. So hopefully they're like, they fit well. And then I was like, oh my gosh, did they get me Vaporflies? And <laughs> the box was Vaporflies. They got me the pink ones. So And they are so cool. They are cool. They're very tall, very squishy. I took very sticky. Very like super crazy grippy. Yeah. It's crazy. But um put them right on, fit like a glove. I haven't run in them. <laughs> but I like walked right outside and like bounced up and down. They basically like the initial review, because I haven't run in them, but, like, they literally feel like there's, like, like airbags or, like, trampolines underneath your feet. I think trampolines is the best description. But they don't I put feel them like onto my women's eight feet. Because they're not, like, that bouncy. They feel like, uh, like, what's a good, like, airbag comparison? I think balloon was an interesting one. But they're not even that bouncy. Okay, either. but like I, here's my here's my expert description. So you know those mini trampolines that are like for specifically for exercise, like they're teeny tiny. No. Like okay. Oh, the like the oh the ones that like are like literally like a foot across. Uh huh. Yeah. So those that's what it feels like. It's uh, like it's like it's like taut, but you like bounce quite a bit. Like you, they're still give back. I was thinking more like. <laughs> This is the best thing we've ever done. Like, like almost like how if you inflate a whoopee cushion. <laughs> like, if you inflate a whoopee cushion, but you don't let any air out and it just stays inflated. Okay. And it's like, you know how it's like, it's not like bouncy like a balloon. It's like a little firmer. You yeah. Know? I feel like it's like that texture underneath your foot. That's so, like, there like. is resistance. There's like a like, it's like stiff yet bouncy, sort of, you know? Yeah. And they're, you know, like, it's like, like powder. You yeah. Know? Like, that's what it feels like. It's so weird to describe. But like, that's exactly, that's like, the, that's like how I, f- like the, a powdered airbag, almost like a whoopee cushion underneath your feet. Anyways, I haven't run in them. I'm terrified of running them, obviously, because they're super expensive. He did, like, two little, very small, like, little steps. Um, and I think the main reason I'm so afraid of running, running them, obviously, they're, like, race shoes, but... And Nike's They're... website even says, like, only use them for races. Really? Yeah, they, or they, they recommend them for I don't think Nike shoes. says that. Nike.com like... backslash help, I think, literally had, I just pulled it off on my phone moments ago. They were, like, for, like, they had, like, four long runs, four trail runs, and then they were, like, for race day. And oh, yeah, they are definitely race day shoes. But, yeah. like, I don't think they specifically say that, but they're obviously four races. Um... But, like, 
yeah, I think my biggest qualm is that I can't find them anywhere. Yeah, you don't want to like, so wear like, them out. So, like, these are my only pair that I have for the foreseeable future. So, like, I don't want to use these and not be able to get them when I actually do have a race, whenever that time may come. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, they're sitting in the box right now. Sitting in the box. Tucked away, hidden. In uh, uh, under lock and key. I definitely feel like, I, I don't, it's just going to be so interesting. Like, I did the math, and it's like, okay, let's just say that it is actually 4% of a difference. And, like, if you do that of, like, my goal, half fireman time, it ends up being, like, two or three minutes off of, like, that, which is such a huge margin when I think about it. I'm like, wow, maybe that's why some of those guys at Indian Wells ran so much faster this time than the last time I saw them. Mm-hmm. I was like, were they all they, wearing the these yeah, shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody I ran out of transition with was all wearing the stupid green shoes. Golly. And I was like, this is interesting. But like, they zipped away. And the last time I raced, most of them was in South Africa at Worlds. And I had outrun all of them. Right. I mean, you still outran all of them. No, I didn't. Really? No. Oh. No. These are guys, in different, they aged up before me at oh. this point. Yeah, Cameron. Um, and then my next qualm is I don't know how long these things last, or like not necessarily yeah. last, but like how long they have their optimal. Yeah, like I compared them to like obviously like tech suits for racing, and like yeah. when I was racing in my tech suits, you can obviously they have like a <clears throat> water repellent like surface to them or like coating, and like you can feel that and. You can definitely tell when a suit is like worn out. It's not as fast. It's still fast, like faster than if I just were <clears throat> like a speedo or a trainer, but like when it loses that specialness. So I don't know. I've like heard that it's like a hundred miles. Some people have said it's longer than that. I don't know. I thought we had a recommendation. I thought I that know. we knew one when these first came out because I feel like I remember being like, so that's like two marathons and like a training run. I think I thought it was a hundred. I think that's what I'm sticking in my mind too. But everything I was reading, I couldn't find anything. I know. Yeah, we tried to look it up. How long these things actually like are good for, or like still have their freshness to them? Yeah, I thought it was like a hundred, hundred miles. Someone on a so. forum was like, "I've run in them for forty-five miles. Do I need to buy a new pair for my next marathon?" And someone responded and was like, "Those would be the most expensive shoes ever. What is that? Like five fifty-five a mile?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, I've never considered shoes in their per mile cost. Yeah, it's true, but. I mean, what most trainers are 300 to 400 miles, right? I, yeah, I think, like, a lot of people do 350 mm-hmm. to, like, 400, but I'm I'm going to do 300 and then retire. I'm going to just play it safe. Your, like, regular training shoes? My, yeah, my regular training shoes. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I've read some things, like, 100 isn't enough. The Zoom X foam in them is, like, actually better after like that? not better but like it's actually like more durable than that it's still springy like trust it but i don't know we'll also see, i've also heard that like alpha flies the like air pods in the bottom of them not the next percent that i got but the like bigger ones uh-huh. that the air pods in them like start stop to lose their feeling start or start to lose their yeah. like 
poppiness after a while. Interesting. So crazy. So if anybody out there knows how long these shoes are actually good for. Hit us up. Recommended. Hit us up. But um, my another thing I was going to, to ask um, was what about all these shoe brands that are not having carbon shoes? So You're like calling me out on this on purpose. No. You are. So you like, know I'm brand loyal to a fault. Well, I was too. So so like the shoe brands I'm thinking of, not thinking of, like of, but like that, name the ones that have carbon shoes. I think that'll be easy. Was that? Oh, I mean, I don't even know all the ones that have. I mean, we have so Adidas, so you have Adidas, Saucony, Saucony, Nike, Nike, Brooks. Okay, Asic. but apparently Brooks is are really bad. Oh, they. I, I've heard that they're actually the second oh, okay. generation is good. Okay. Brooks, um, New Balance, okay. and Asics has a prototype. Okay. Um, so the other ones that just come to my top of my head are like On, uh huh, Newton, Hoka. Oh, sorry, Hoka does have one. I forgot okay. them. Um, so I, I said On, Newton, Newton, Ultra is what you run in. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, like. 361, what like Katie's Ferris runs in. Yeah. Um, wow, you're reminding me of so many different I don't shoe know. brands. What else is there? I'm trying to think. Mizuno, did I ever say them? They haven't you done do anything, not. but that's like a weird running brand. I Aww. used to run in them, though. I used to. Um, yeah. Anyways, so that. Um, like, Mineral, I wonder what's. But they're not like road shoes really. salomon or what salomon salomon and then there's also slamming what yeah that's another shoe brand anyways i'm just wondering like what's going to happen to the shoe brands like because so, i personally am one of the people who has like converted because i always used to run in newtons and then mm-hmm. last year i was like okay things seem to be shifting towards this carbon shoe like phenomenon and like fad well there were i think that. a number of things you switched to newton before carbon shoes came out i mean you switched i'm sorry you switched from newton to saucony before carbon shoes were a thing no but that was one of my factors was i was like i was starting to get blisters not during training runs but during races races i don't know why but it was like so newtons have like these lugs on the bottom of their shoe that like like jet out from the actual mm-hmm. outsole sort of yeah right where like like right under the ball of your foot really. yeah yeah and i was starting to get blisters like on my foot in between the lo- where the lugs would be oh that's weird yeah and they were like creating like hot spots during my race just on the in but never during training runs i could never figure it out so i was like okay maybe i need to switch to a shoe that's like completely level on the bottom mm-hmm. so i was looking at that and i was looking at a shoe with like low drop and i was also looking for a shoe company that had like a carbon shoe prototype and like oh. i came to saucony and i was like oh check 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 i didn't know you were looking for a carbon shoe prototype yeah because i was like that's the way that the market is going it's so like what companies are like trying to develop and like adapt to the market because like i didn't want to do nike i knew that nikes typically don't have a low enough drop for me no. that i want and... at least for training like i think there's something to be said for having a race shoe and a training shoe, right? right? And you want 
something in your training shoe and then you want that very similar thing but then some extra components in your race shoe right so i think i actually think having the zoom next percent what are they called just next percent. The pink ones. The vapor flies. <laughs> the vapor flies. I think having those as your ratio and running in something that's more comfortable and like durable. Yes. Makes sense for you. Yes. But I'm just wondering what's going to happen. Like, again, I was one of those people who change what's going to happen to these shoe brands because, like, I mean, I, I have know. a response. Okay. I think. The shoes, like I'm looking at Newton and I'm looking at Ultra, uh-huh. that have something... I'm looking at them literally in our closet right now. Right. Um, that have something about them... That makes them unique. That makes them unique will be fine. I think I think specifically about Ultra because the reason I picked up Ultras for the first time was the wide toe box. And you really aren't going to get that with pretty much any and other shoe. And the zero shoe. drop too, right? The zero drop was a ter- uh, was a secondary reason because I am far more comfortable with like barefoot or minimal running. Yeah. Um, and always have been, but I think the wide toe box was really what hooked me because we've I think we've talked about this before. I used to have like wicked ingrown toenails mm. on like a monthly basis, and then I'd like tear them out of the skin and it would be like sore and throbbing for weeks on end interesting disgusting i know but i used to struggle with that i used to get blisters all the time i was dealing with shin splints and all kinds of like lower leg issues it was wild and then i switched to ultra wide toe box zero drop and like all of that went away um, I also have picked up my run times significantly since running in like a higher drop. And that's literally just like me, my physiology, m- me personally. Um, but I don't foresee myself ever converting because of those, unless. Would you, so would you. So You're really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> so, I mean, can I allowed to say like. Sure, sure. So Morgan is like, I'm not sponsored, but she's like part of Altra's ambassador team. Right, which a part of a part of being a, an ambassador on their like um, amateur team is that I had to sign uh, basically a contract that said I won't run in any other shoes, either right. like for training, racing, whatever. Anything. I'll only use Altra, which is something I'm confident in and like will continue to say right. I'll do. Would you... If you did get carbon shoes of any kind, would you still train in ultras and then just like sort of what I'm doing, like racing? I don't those? know. To be honest, because they are such a difference in drop on every level. Like you literally, before Cam got the next percents, they're the next percents, right? Yeah. Why do I keep forgetting what their name is? There are just so many out there. So before you got the next percents, you were like, yeah, people are saying they have a wide toe box. And then we literally um, pulled them out and I was like, Cam, this is like. They You're like, gonna try and tell me this is a wide toe box. That's another thing. They literally look like, like spikes, basically. Yeah, and they're made with. I mentioned this to you. They're made with a very similar upper material, material to what I saw a lot of Nike spikes being made out of in my high school running days. Interesting. Which is like very interesting. It must be like a very fast fabric. Um, so I I can't say. I think publicly right now i'm gonna say no i would like stick with ultra eternally and right. like i won't try out any carbon shoes right if by some miracle ultra decides they want to put out like 
There's no way. <laughs> a garbage shoe. Like totally not. A... I mean, that's the thing. But, they but, built a community around like these trail runners who love then, what they love. But then also like Hoka. I never would have dreamed that they would have been like the first ones after Nike to have carbon shoes, but like they literally mm-hmm. designed their carbon shoe uh, around their ultra running community. Yeah. No, you're totally right. I, I mean, mean, they can still possible. do it. I don't know. I will also say something that's a little off topic, but it made me think of it. Ultra has been really good about listening to people about what they do and don't like. Like, I used to run in, so I run in exclusively the Escalante line of Ultra shoes. Um, and they had the 1.5, which I loved, but I felt like they were like, whatever, a little bit too loose or something. And then the twos came out and they were like way too tight. Um, the like upper had like really no give and I was much less happy with that. And I went on the reviews and it sounds like a lot of people felt the same way about the twos. And then I was just watching, a like interview with the, one of the co-founders of Altra and he was like, yeah, we have a new Escalante hopefully coming out in the next, in the next few months. And it'll be much closer to the 1.5 in the upper, but the, the same like feel for the road and like, um, density of the foam as the two. So I just like want to commend them there as well. I think it's really easy to just be like, nope, progress is progress, you know. And instead of doing that, they're listening to what people are saying and like yeah. trying to make us the best shoe for us. Yeah. Which I think is really, really cool and really, in my opinion, rare right now. So, so in conclusion, anyway, publicly, you have to say. Publicly, I think, yeah, I think I will even give the caveat that I have to say. But privately... I am really interested in the carbon shoes. And Especially, I'm, at least, I'm just I'll interested speak for in, Morgan. I'm just interested in what they can make me do, what they can help me achieve. Especially because, it, annoyingly, it's sort of the same thing as, like, tech suits back in the Beijing Olympics, where it's like, if you don't race in them, you're, like, at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. which is crappy. I mean, when you talk about, I mean, especially at our level, if you talk about just putting on a pair of shoes and possibly it's saving you three minutes off of your half marathon time. That's yeah, like that's me breaking one thirty. But that but that's also like that's significant placement. Yeah. Oh my god, if you look at worlds this yeah, last year, that that's could like, be like fifty spots or something stupid. Literally. And again, I just want to reinforce that like I'm with Altra till I die kind of thing. But I just think this is a very fascinating development development yeah and i am certainly not reserving judgment like i know where i stand on this but i'm very very interested in the gains that can be achieved with them seeing i mean one last thing on the subject the reason you are like stoked on the nikes is that they've been proven to be faster like Saucony, Hoka, Mizuno, or whatever, whomever, can make their claims, right? And, like, sure, we'll believe them. Excuse me. But But you've seen the Nikes in action. I know. I want to see the report. Somebody needs to do a test to see, like, an unbiased Mm. lab. Just run them all and see what the difference is. Anyways. That was a fun segment. Yeah. So, on to next series of topics. Um, just, like, try news, general news, whatever. Um, so, Iron Man VR 7 was this last weekend. Um, they actually did something interesting this week. 
I guess they've been pretty good about changing it up. I, I still personally haven't really tuned in for their coverage. We watched the first two, I think. Yeah. Um, but this week it was like a pursuit sort of thing. It was kind of weird. So um, it was over a sprint distance. So a 1.5K run, a 20K bike, and then a 5K run. Um and the pro whatever did the 20k bike twice the first time the women um of each one they did one that was um germany versus great britain um and then another one today that was the u.s versus canada um, but the women took off around one three minutes early and the men had to try and chase them down oh. um, and then depending on where they finish in that one then that like sort of marks where they start in the next one their position for the next one and then it's like basically like combined standing over two distances sort of but for the first day um germany won maurice clavel won the first day and then today ben canute of the united states won today ben so. canute has a cute dog yes named tucker i think right tucker yep mm-hmm. yeah fun um, exciting yeah, and then over on the Zwift side, um, so as I was saying last week, where they it was like the unofficial weird race, and it was like, I don't know, it was weird. Wait, that the women were in, or, or that the men? And women raced the same time. Yeah, and Lucy, yeah, yeah. The only way you could watch it was like on Lucy's channel. So weird. This week, that one they claimed was Iron Man, or sorry, that one they claimed was Zwift Pro Tri Series 4. However, this week... On Zwift YouTube channel, it was like the official Zwift Pro huh. Tri Series number four. So like last week was just like not official whatsoever. Very interesting. Weird. Um. Anyways, they did another one around London. Um. So it was like the little hilly rolling. Um. Lionel won it on the men's side, and Sophie Caldwell won it on the women's side. Both of them came down to like a final bunch sprint, which is good. Fun. Um, have you been watching those? I have been watching the Zwift ones every week. I find those ones more exciting than I like. I can actually follow the, like the the, the bunch. Yeah, like, I can actually like see what's happening. Whereas yeah. like, on the Ruby platform on Iron Man's thing, I literally can't even see who they're following. Yeah, and I can't see where their place is and like how far away or the gaps or anything. It's like. Really weird. It seems like you can't draft in Ruby. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe they like have the time trial only. Yeah, I feel like they're saying mm. you can't draft because it's still like an Iron, Iron Man. Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's weird. Um, in the world of cycling, there was some interesting news this week, or like Tell rumors, us. rumors at least. But Chris Froome, oh, who poor Froome. Yeah, I got in a bad car accident for... Was it just last year's mm-hmm. tour? Yeah. yeah. He's a four-time Tour de France winner. Um, I guess it's rumored that he might be switching teams. I guess there's some new UCI rule. <gasps> Drama. Um, that, I guess, like, you can change, like, transfer teams in, like, August. That's assuming if cycling even exists. I guess they changed, like, basically the entire cycling calendar in the months of, like, September and October. So, like, all the classics and all three Grand Tours are taking place over just, like, two months, which is insane. But, 
he's on Team Ineos right now, which, like, last year had a lot of drama because they have Egan Bernal, who actually won it, and they also had Garrett Thomas, who won mm. it the year before, and then Chris Froome, like, the year before. And it's like they have, like, all these different leaders who could win it. Um, it seems like Froome, after his crash, there's been a lot of debate whether he's, like, top form anymore, even if he <sighs> could possibly win it. Um, but it sounds like Team Ineos might be choosing <laughs> Egan Bernal to m- maybe lead them, and he doesn't want anything to do with that. So, Was his accident him in a car or being hit by a car on a bike? <sighs> I don't remember. Oh, okay. Not important. I just was wondering if we knew the top of our heads. All I know is that he, like, fractured his femur. Yeah, it was, like, a big deal. And, like, his pelvis, and it was bad. It was, like, a miracle that he could even, like, walk. Gosh. Anyways, you have some news. Yeah, what's my news? Lead me in. What am I talking about? Altra. Oh, yeah. Okay, so speaking of Altra, um... We just had a pro, Zach Bitter, who runs in Altras, um, win a world record in the 100 miles. When he won a world record? Uh, he set a new world record. There he you. broke the world record for 100 miles on a treadmill. He completed it in 12.09.15, which just to lend some context, that's the unofficial time, but that is like sub 7.30 minutes per mile. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, it's 7.17 or something. Hold on. <laughs> that's crazy. I did the calculation. I don't know. That's it's fast. like 7.13 or something um, for 12 hours. That's really fast. Could you even imagine? My question is like, do, do you, you know... pause it and like go to the bathroom? Do you just go to the bathroom? I think you could, but I think you'd have to pause the distance and restart again. Oh so my gosh. Well, yeah, yeah. But, like, you could pause everything. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the same thing as, like, trail running. Like, you can stop and sleep But does and the eat. time keep going? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, that happened. He did it on <clears throat> treadmill, and they switched. They had two treadmills, and he hopped from one to the other. Why? Because they were worried about one of them dying. Interesting. <laughs> They're like, we'll use two just to be careful. Jeez. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. I think I think it's funny that Altra is like so ultra distance, you know? Yeah. And I'm just over here doing my like half marathon. <laughs> yeah. But that was exciting. I'm stoked for that. What's up next, buddy? Um, We wanted to talk about goal setting. Yeah, we can. I feel like this is... I expected this episode to be a lot shorter and us need to, like, fill time. But goal setting, especially in a time like this. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So, do you want to lead us in? No, you go. <laughs> I, like, don't know where to start. Do we start at, like, general goal setting? Uh, it's, it's just... Yeah, I think we should. But I think specifically in triathlon... I don't, yeah. I don't know necessarily now. I think right now, I think everybody shouldn't be focused on, like, outcomes or performance necessarily. Mm. I think right now it should be more like maintaining sanity and yeah. staying healthy and active if you can, if you feel safe enough to, if you have the access to. And if you want to. And if you want to. If you don't want to, I don't, like, honestly. At this point, like, our coach... Nick. Nick, who you've all met, um, 
I, when we first were like stuck at home in this like quarantine thing, we, I think we missed a bike or something or like I couldn't finish a bike or something. And I texted him and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know this was a key bike. That was so important. And he was like, so why do you think this is like so key right now? We're not even in the pools. Like all I want is for you to try. Like if you get on your bike and you start it and you give it a good effort and like if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Right. right? You like, you tried. And I think that for me has reset my mind in such a positive way yeah 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 at least for right now and i mean i mean once we get into race season i'll still text and i'll still be like i'm sorry i missed that bike i know it was important and he'll be like listen not the end of the world one bike you know but like right now i think you're right to say it's all about just like doing your best and then transitioning into more actual racing yeah or not even i guess yeah racing so we've talked about or my training. failures with goals before. We yeah, talked about really I think last episode because, like, at least for you and I, a lot of our goals are like placement based. But they shouldn't be. But they shouldn't be. But they are. It's hard to reframe. It's hard to like. <laughs> I could write down my goals right now, and not one of them would be like win. But in my mind, I'd be like, I need to win. I know. I, I guess what's, like, difficult is, I mean, triathlon isn't, I mean, it is competitive. But, like, it's almost, like, not even, like, competitive. It's basically, like, it's so hard to explain. Like, what I'm try, trying to say, it's, like, basically, it's just whoever can combine the fastest times. Yes. So, like, honestly, it's basically just a time trial. And you've said that so, so many times before. Yeah. At least go out and do distance. your very best time. Yeah, but even in like draft legal, it's still like almost a time trial. Well, we've also talked a lot about how it's not really a race until like the second lap of the run. Like at least it's in like our distance, yeah. in our distance, it's like execute your swim, execute your bike, execute your transitions as best as you can, execute the first six or seven miles of the run, and and then it becomes a race, and then it becomes a race in the last like six miles. Where, like, you're picking people off one by one by one. But I don't even know if that, like, I don't know if we, if it's healthy necessarily to be, like, I think your goals might end there. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, like, so I I think, at least for you and I, Mm -hmm. it's difficult because we are in a position where our, some of our best times can put us in a position to win. Yes. Or to have a chance to win. Yes. So then it's like, okay, I think a lot of my goals are still like, I want to swim this time. Uh-huh. I want to bike with this power and have this heart rate and try and maintain it and execute my nutrition. And if all goes well, then you'll end well, up getting this then I'll time. Aim or within for this, this time, range. Depending yeah. on how hilly it is or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, in Nice, it was like, I want to maintain over 300 watts the entire climb and then descend with confidence and see what happens. Descending with confidence was hard on that course, though. Yeah. Let me tell you. And then, like, then obviously, like, I have run goals, too. I want to run this time. Again, depending on... But that's also, I think, beyond that or under that, your, your, your run goals are cadence and heart rate and pacing yeah yeah so but what i'm saying is like so combine all of those and it's like okay 
So if I combine all those goals, and then theoretically it puts me in the ballpark of X time. Right. At least for that distance or whatever. And it's like, okay, if I can do all that, then I stand a pretty good chance of winning this race or finishing top 10 at Worlds or yada yada. But I would argue that I think your goals then are those times. And that's, I think those are really good goals because you have the data to back it up, right? So like you can, you know whether or not you hit your goal, right? If you're over a 30 minute swim, then you missed your goal of 30 minutes. Um, but you also know you can do that because you've done it before or like you've gotten really close, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like it's still difficult because like my, it just still feels like my main goal, like especially at Worlds is like, I want to get top 10. Right. Or that's what it, like my biggest one is like South Africa. It's like, I knew going into it, like I want to get top 10 and I don't know. It's just, it's just difficult because, like, obviously my times put me in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I honestly, like, I I don't know if I necessarily raced ever. Yeah, but there could... But my point to arguing that I don't know if placing, like, podiuming or getting top 10 is such a great goal because it's dependent on other people. Other people, right. And that's where I struggle and that's why I say that like your time should be your goals and if you put all that together and it ends up with like a first place finish, right. that's awesome, right? But, but you know, like whomever, Rudy, Von Berg could have not gone pro and could be in your age group, you know? Right. And could be at that race and he could finish first place and then you're in second. And you missed your goal of first place, but you put together your very best times, but they just right. couldn't beat and I think someone. And I think that's how a lot of my races go, though. It's like, well, I put together the best performance I had on the day, mm-hmm. or I didn't, whatever it was, and that's the place that I ended up with. It's like, okay, well, now I go back to the drawing boards, and what was the thing that I didn't execute or didn't meet my goal in and why did that end up as me not placing well or whatever okay but i'm asking like what if you meet all of your goals and then that primary goal that you're saying is the primary goal of winning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't get that but you meet everything else like you execute the perfect race but someone else is there that executes their perfect race and they're just a little faster Hmm. that's why i think like your goals can't be dependent on other people they can't be placement no, yeah, I get, I guess, but like, still, then, like, I, I didn't go into seventy point three worlds thinking I was going to win. No, but you but wanted top ten. But I definitely thought top ten was attainable, and I think that's the thing is like setting a goal that is actually like reasonable possible and possible and attainable for you. I don't think right now me going to seventy point three worlds in twenty five to twenty nine and saying I want to get top ten makes a lot of sense. Really. That was my goal going into uh, South Africa. <laughs> well, I also think that your goals... I mean, Nick always tells us that our goals should scare us. Which I fully agree with. It's like, you got a dream. Yeah. And, like, if you aren't going out there to, like, do something crazy, then I feel like you're not doing it right. <sighs> I know, but I struggle with failure, Right. So much. And so if my primary goal is 
X place. Then, but all of my secondary goals are like all these times. That's why I've like reframed for myself. Like placement is going to happen. Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But instead, what I like really care about is putting together the best race I possibly can. And I think going back to um, last episode when we talked about our top five memories. Mm-hmm. Thinking about Indian Wells. What place did I get there? Third in your age Third in my age group, seventh overall or something. Mm-hmm. And like that again, just to reiterate, the time I put together at Indian Wells, looking at literally any other race this year probably would have won me the race outright. It's a, a lot of races. Like a lot of races. And so knowing, like looking at it in that perspective that like it all depends on who's showing up at the race. Mm-hmm. If I had put like known that I could put together the race that I ended up completing i would have been like i'm gonna win this race i'm gonna be the first amateur non-pro and i'm gonna win it and then i show up and i get seventh overall with that kind of race like that could have been a recipe for disappointment however instead of like making it a placement goal i made it these time goals and then i also made it uh i want to qualify for i mean your your main goal going there was i want to qualify for worlds yeah which knowing your time and Know your times and whatever. That was very realistic. I think that some people, like, I don't know. Don't name names. You were going to name a name? I was going to name a name. I was going to call somebody out, but I'm not going to. I think some people, like... Will I know who you're talking about? What? Will I know who you're talking about as you continue? It's like a... It's like a triathlon personality. It's not anybody that we know personally. Oh, okay. So everyone now knows who we're talking about. (laughs) Anyways, it's just like, I don't even know what I was talking about. Like, there's some things that it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily attainable. Like, like, not necessarily ever, but like, I don't know if it's like a very realistic goal. You know? And like, like, Kona is a huge achievement and extremely competitive well i mean let's even use me as an example if i wanted to qualify for 70.3 worlds Mm -hmm. and all of my times were barely under the limit like under the eight hour wait wait wait. 70.3 worlds oh and you're saying i'm not good and like you're barely making the cutoff yeah to like even finish the race yeah and you want to make worlds. I think that is not a necessarily... It's a very lofty goal. And that's like, okay, yes, your dream can scare you. But, like, I feel like as your coach, we should reevaluate and be like... But that can be a goal. But I don't think that be should goal. be a goal that you're you're actively thinking you're going to accomplish at every single race you go Or short term. Like, yeah, definitely exactly. That's like, short term. Okay, then as a coach, let's reevaluate and be like, okay, so why... Or like, okay, let's set that as our primary goal for the long term. And what steps can we do to improve this? And it's like, okay, let's start working on your bike. Yes. Let's start working on your swim technique and bring that better. And then bring your speed up and then like working on increasing your run mileage. and Right. And then even within that, I think that needs to break down into smaller and smaller goals. Yeah. Right? So like with swim technique, maybe it's literally like I do... 10 50s every single time i get in the pool that are just form focused drills you know and like accomplishing that is like a step toward your goal and so that's kind of what i like benchmarking things so like maybe your your goal is 70.3 worlds Mm -hmm. but like that can't be it 
that can be your only goal. Your goals then ladder down. Right. breaking down. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hmm. What do you think about goal setting in like every session? Because like I don't think I personally goal set in every aspect. I will say that my goal for every single session is to just like do it. Interesting. Because like even with runs, I have now been running for sixteen years. Uh, something wild like that i don't even know how old i am i can't do that math really fast while i'm still talking anyways anyway i've been running for a really long time and still every time i go out to run i'm like just just keep running just like don't walk morgan like (laughs) just make it up this hill like i still do when i was running cross country i would do like just make it to the next stop sign make it to the next whatever cross street or whatever so i still think that's something i do with swimming which like god rest swimming soul at this point but like i once i get back in the pool i will do flip turns i will breathe correctly i will never make another mistake in the pool if i can just get back in but anyway with swimming even with that i'm like okay don't stop at this wall that kind of thing you know, like it's very small goals. They're not like I want this. I guess time-based goals with specific intervals and stuff. Because I think I personally pitfall into setting too many goals and too many like very like too many like measurable goals, where it's like okay, this run I want to. Keep my heart rate under 150 and like whatever happens happens with pace and like with swimming i want to keep my these hundreds all at this thing and i don't think i ever i don't know sometimes i don't feel like i just take a step back and just like try and enjoy the session well maybe i mean but i don't know if that's a like like uh, a byproduct of just the workouts themselves and not having like a lot of just like this is just a recovery run. And you're jealous of my last week is what you're no, saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying like like if yeah. I had more time or something and it was like, okay, this session is just a 30-minute flush out the legs run and like literally go 10-minute pace and try and find a new trail. Yeah. Or like this is a coffee shop ride. Yeah. Or this is like just a... Which I think I there is room for too. I think so, but like... I, I think there's room for it, but maybe not right now. I mean, but that said, I think this last week for me really helped me ground down into why I love doing this. I'm not talking about, like, right now in the world. I'm talking about, like, right now in our lives because we work so much. Oh. I'm talking about, like, we don't have enough training hours right now. Yeah, but, like, this last week, all of my runs were, like, Literally, I said this already, but they were literally like 30 minutes with a couple of strides. Saturday, I had a two-hour spin out your legs. Today was an hour and 10 run where it's just like aerobic focused. And I feel like it's it's easy to pressure yourself into those time goals and pace goals and heart rate goals. And I even caught myself doing it. We literally ran our run today at 10,000 feet. <laughs> Which I thought was a mistake. On snow, pretty much 50% of the time. Cam was very cranky during this run. He was, like, mean. That's what I'm saying is, like, I probably set a goal to my, for myself as a, this is the pace and the heart rate I want to keep. And 
it was super hilly and we were at 10,000 feet and it was impossible to breathe and I was angry. You were really bad, I but... I wasn't meeting my goals. But think about it. When I reminded you that, like, there were no real goals to today other than just, like, run for the prescribed amount of time... Yeah, but I had already gone in with that mindset. So mid-session, I couldn't just shift my mindset. But I was just going to say already that... I disappointed. It kind of sounded like you did when I reminded you that, like, we're just here to run in a beautiful place. I guess. You know? Anyway, this feels so like what's our So what's our conclusion far. about goal setting? <sighs> okay. Goal setting should be something you can do something you like within reason. reasonable yeah is reasonable whether short term or long term so like honestly long term i feel like nothing is out of the question exactly great job cam love that that's gonna be a sound bite nothing's out of the question long term and if it does seem unattainable right now the long-term goal i think benchmark up to it yeah say like all right then i want my next race i want to i want to cut down like 30 seconds on my swim that's i want to have yeah. really fast transitions like have those benchmarks that's also where in. a coach comes in or like a mentor some somebody needs to come in and be like okay if you just set a goal for yourself i want to finish an iron man in a month somebody needs to come in and say you're going to literally destroy your body and like let's you're gonna take a get step injured back. yeah and like first let's complete a sprint yeah. And let's work our way up and start increasing whatever. Anyways, whatever continue, it is, continue yeah. on. Okay, so something you can do. Mm-hmm. I also want to see like clear guidelines for yourself. Like, I don't want to just say like I want to have a faster swim. Be like, like you want to say I want to <laughs> decrease my swim per one hundred by three seconds. Yeah, because then once you hit that goal, you can say, all right, right now, after I've, now I've accomplished that goal, next up, I want to break it down by another three seconds. Yeah. You know? Or I want to start doing flip turns on every wall. Morgan. Are we breaking up right now on the Anyways. podcast? Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Continue. What else did we say? So we said um, it needs to have, like, an amount tied to it. It needs to be something you think you can do eventually. Yeah within like so i think the the month iron man thing made sense i think it should also your goal should always scare you though i like that when nick says that i think hashtag dream baker yeah i like i like having big goals and like i just feel like if you're not dreaming big then like i don't know it makes you feel alive like that you, whether you fail at that goal or not like like if yeah. you're dreaming big and you're going out there even if you fail at your goal you that huge goal most likely you still want to get it you well you still want to get it but i'm saying most likely you still like crazy succeeded if you set a crazy goal for yourself and it's like okay i want to place top 10 at world championships mm-hmm. and you place tw- and you place <laughs> 23rd or something yeah you're like dang i didn't hit that goal but i was pretty close and to be 23rd in the world or something that's pretty crazy yeah anyways no i love that and like reframe i don't know i also will say that like failing at goals that you really care about and that do scare you but like you worked really hard for Mm -hmm. failing at those can like reignite a fire and like make you want it even more like the times i've failed at those like dream bigger goals have like crushed me 
And then I've been like, okay, when's the next time I can try to accomplish this? Right. So there's that. Anything else on goals, buddy? I don't know. I feel like we're not very good at this. We're so bad at this. Just go talk to your boss. I'm sure they have a sheet that you can fill out. That <laughs> Or spend one month in the military and they'll have to fill out a worksheet and send out a webinar. Oh, boy. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways. Um, that was great. Next, our last qualm. We have a qualm? With finisher picks. Oh. This is like a chill <laughs> thing. That's basically it. End of segment. We have a qualm with finisher picks. No, but seriously. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Cam's ma- main qualm with finisher picks is that they are so freaking expensive. They're so, so expensive, but also the qualifications to do it. It's literally on their website. They say, do you live near one of our races and do you own a DSLR camera? That's, that's it. it. And Those it's like a button that's like, sign up or like, join us. So that's it. So so that's why your finisher picks can first of all be so different from race to race. And yeah. second of all, can like pretty much just be like, kind of garbage. Yeah. And I will give them credit. I will give the photographers credit that like... It it's is more a long like a, day. Yeah, but it's more like a passion project for the photographers to like go out. And t- I, I mean, obviously they make money, right? They have to. I mean, I don't know how much it is though, and yeah, I, don't I don't think know. they're making a commission on the photos they take, which is why know. I think most of the time you're just getting like random pictures of like your ankle and stuff. I know. I have no idea. I don't know what they. Cam and I have talked at length about how like how easy would it be to just get a couple of high school, college age students or like young people, I don't care, anyone, actual photographers. Yeah. And be like, go have fun. Like make these as cool and wicked as you want. No, it just seems like the people who take the pictures don't care. They just pitch up in like a lawn chair that you would see at your With a canopy. With a canopy. <laughs> lawn chair with the canopy attachment. And, like, that you would see at the local soccer field. Yeah. And they just pitch up there all day. And it's like, okay, I get it. It is a long day. It's a long day, and it's probably so boring. Like, I just want to see the same passion in these photographers that, like, the volunteers have. Yeah. Well, that's a really great point, because the volunteers are also seeing the same number of people they're and they're volunteers. arguably spending expending more energy. They're also yeah. volunteers. They're not getting paid. Finisher picks people are getting paid. <sighs> and finisher picks people are like taking pictures, which is something that like if you have a great expensive camera, you'd think it's something that you care about. Yeah, it is just odd. Like, and they're what, so yeah, expensive. What was our what was our solution to this? It was basically just hiring. Like, like AP art students like AP and, have be a part of their... and have it be a part of their thing and be like, how can you snap the coolest shots? Yeah. Like a byproduct is like, I mean, I'm sure any AP photography student would love to make a few extra bucks. Well, and then another point to that is that at Indian Wells, I got some really cool shots from just some random person out on the course. Oh, yeah. They, I don't remember what they were called, but they tagged me in an insta story and they were like at master and commander like great job at indian wells you want this picture like dm us and i didn't end up buying it because they wanted it through zelle which is like not protected with like venmo paypal protections so it's literally like direct deposit from me to them 
Mm. And I can be a little shady. Not that I didn't trust them, but I just didn't want to, like, engage in that. Um, But they took four great pictures of me out on my bike. And they took a bunch. Like, you had a couple of pictures on there, too. I think they took them of almost everyone who passed. It was one photographer. It's just crazy. And then they edited them four different ways. Yeah, it's just crazy to see the difference in, like, someone actually knows how to take a triathlon picture. And then, like, Joe Schmo from... Muncie, Indiana. I knew you were going to say Muncie. Leave Muncie. I, Leave Joe hey, Schmo from Muncie alone. Hey. I mean, it could very <laughs> also easily be Delaware. Yeah. Delaware is the same sort of town. Or Cambridge, Maryland. Ooh, Cambridge. Yeah. Any of these places would be perfect. Steelhead. That Oof. was a town, man. Why are all these races in like... In the Midwest in like <laughs> really weird areas? I don't know. They're like ex-coal mining towns. Anyway... Anyway, finish your picks if you're also, listening. They are also wicked expensive. Can you go to finish your picks right now and see what it is? Because I said yesterday or last week on our podcast, I was like, they're like one for fifty dollars or all of them for sixty dollars or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they are. It's just like no, you could like get the package. Um. Yeah, and the package is like a race day video, which is you coming out of the water and then like probably you in transition twice or something yeah let's see let's see entering my name cameron hackett what was your number at worlds i don't know okay so best value for your money photo and video pack 79.99 okay and then what is it just to buy one to buy okay so wait all photos download is sixty dollars and that's eighty cents per image. Okay, and then can but you what is on, this one? What is that's this? the pack? So you get your video. Yeah, but that's like the photo pack, but that's all downloads in all formats. So what's the difference between the sixty dollar and the seventy five dollar? I think I you get know. your video. Okay, then just click on any random one. Okay, this one. Yeah. Do I click on the shopping cart? I don't know. I would just say click on the picture. Okay. Okay. Scroll down. And so you could download. One, this one picture. No, wait. Hold on, hold on. There's no way that's that much. <laughs> wait, single oh. photo download is $20. <laughs> so how you... many pictures are you getting in your whole pack? Does it say anywhere? I mean, I don't know how many there are, but you get a lot. I mean, you get a ton. Why, wow, your pictures are cool, Cam. They're pretty okay. Wow. I mean, there's definitely like... I haven't even looked at mine th- for At least 30, I would say. Maybe 40 upwards of 50 pictures. Yeah, and so you could get all of those for $60, or you could get one for 20 What are you choosing? I mean, this is like an, a, I mean, a preschool math problem. I, I, Which I, is a better deal? I mean, if I had the money... You'd buy them all. I would definitely buy them all. Right, but there's no reason why you want to buy just one. I was pooped at this race. I know. I literally pooped at this race. Yeah. How's that for a little... <laughs> Tell the podcast about this story. I think I did. I don't think you have. Oh, god! Tell again for the people so, in the back. So, I had a great swim, had a great bike. It wasn't a great bike. That bike, I think, crushed my spirit. But anyway, I was out on the run, and everything was going great. I was, like, chugging along. It was one of my best runs I've had to date. And I got around the first loop, and then on my way out to my second loop, I was like, ooh, kind of got a poop. But I was like, it's fine. You're very close. You have half the race, half the run left. And I just continued on. And then I made the last turn, like, around 
on the far end of the course. So it's a double loop course. I was on the far end and I made my turn around. So I had just the straightaway back, but it was like, what, a three mile straightaway? Um, probably. Right? Yeah. That's exactly right. Right. Okay. Just over three miles. Um, and I made the turn and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm pooping. And I literally was pooping. I was in the act of pooping. I couldn't stop myself. I literally stopped and started walking. And I was like, oh my God, I just pooped in my pants. And it was like, not, this was not diarrhea. This was not like race day poops. This was like, I literally had a mass of poop in my pants and it wasn't going anywhere. So I was like, it was, gotta, a, it was a full turd. It was, it was a couple of full turds. It was really rough. <laughs> so I was like, I started like waddle jogging again. I was like, I just got to keep moving. I got to find a porta potty. People see these logs okay. in your shorts. So I was hoping not because I was wearing a white kit of all things. Um, but so I like, I got to the next. No, but, the, but the legs are black. They're yeah. yeah, they are. They're You're right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was running and I made it to the next aid station and I was like, bathroom? Is there a bathroom? And he was like, bathroom. And he was looking at me like so frantic because I was like, I need a bathroom. Like I think I was probably like crying at this point. And he was like, What did what did they say there? Did he say washroom? He said something. I was like, bathroom, bathroom. This was the same like South Africa data data conversation. And he was like, Oh, you mean washroom and I was like yes I mean washroom I just pooped in my pants so I like get into this he like bless his soul honestly because he runs me across the course to the porta potties thank god there was no one in there I like yank down my top and it just like all falls out right of course disgusting we don't need to what did you do with it I just like I took toilet paper did it actually go into the toilet yeah I have very good aim when it comes to these kinds of things. I don't like, like, so I just like yanked it. Okay. So kit is like a full body kit. I unzipped it, took the sleeves down, took the whole like torso down and was able to like tip all the poop into the porta potty hole. Okay. Uh And then I like took some toilet paper and like wiped the inside of the chamois to like not just have like poop festering and then the worst part was getting my kit back up i didn't consider this but i had like wrapped the sleeves down so they were all like rolled up but i ended up getting it on and i was like started running while zipping it up and a couple of people looked at me thinking i was cutting the course and i was about to be like listen you want to smell my butt because i just literally pooped and I'm, like, just returning to my space. Anyway, got back onto the course. And I just started, like, running past this girl. And I was like, hey, can you see poop on me? And she was like, what? And I was like, poop? Do I have poop on my legs? And she was like, no, you're good. Like, okay, so there's this meme going around that's, like, high school girls being like, hey, can you check me? Cam literally asked me the other day. He's like, what does this mean? And I was like, Cam, period. We're constantly stressed about our period bleeding through our pants always i don't remember how many times i probably asked other girls to check me but it was like such a moment of like mind meld i was like can you check me for poop and she was like i got you and so she checked me i was fine um and then that was it i finished the race um my watch died and i literally asked someone this was like the the last three miles of my race was the most wild emotional ride so i pooped my pants Found a new friend. Ended up finishing the race, but I got so... I was literally was, like, dying toward the end of this race. And I... My phone died. And I looked at this lady as I was passing her, and I was like, how much do we have left? And she was like, 
uh, just under a K. And I was like, oh, thank God. I had like, how many meters is that? A thousand? <laughs> how many meters is 1,000 meters? Oh, Sorry. Yes. Sorry, it's late now. I remember when we said we were going to do this podcast so late. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. that was the end of my 70.3 Worlds run. All right. Great job. Good story. Thank you. I've already told the podcast this. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, now they know. That's what for the history books. I know. I feel like you're going to ask me to tell it annually. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. For another week of... For another week. Four triathlon people. Make yeah. sure to follow us on Instagram. We're just four triathlon people. At four triathlon people. You can email us if you want. Fortriathlonpeople at gmail.com. I'll get those. Kim what is, is, what doesn't do? even know we have No, no I'm logged into it. Oh. I don't know. What what would they send us? Anything. You Flowers? Want. No. You can't. E-cards? E- <laughs> E-cards? <laughs> E-Zoom invitations? Yeah, invite us to your company Zooms. Um, no, send us whatever you want. Email us. Instagram us. Send us gift cards oh my God, for... Cam. I'm ending no, no, the no, episode. No, no. They could send us. They could send us gift cards for or certificates for a triathlon sanctuary with its own 50 meter pool. We'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, or you can check out fortriathlonpeople.wordpress.com. Um, we haven't put up any new content recently, but there's still the tracker of canceled races which at this point i'm about to just be like everything's canceled iron man does have a ongoing list on their website too. our website links to it so i think there's like i think like all the brands now have their own one our website links to but our, our website them. does link to all of them so our website is superior it is far superior i don't know why cam's trying to direct you to other places basically whenever you search google on google triathlon we should be the first yeah so we want your history to just be for triathlon people on the top on all no only only yeah continuously yeah nothing else <laughs> set your home screen <laughs> anyway i think we're uh yeah we're getting loopy we're getting loopy anyway thanks a lot we love you guys we'll see you next week